Black and Stevie Wonder Roberts is in the house. Hey, hey, life is beautiful, Rocky. It's life. beautiful. Work it, Roberts. Work it, Roberts. I am the man who hangs a jersey with the steel hanger. That's who I am. Oh, that makes me dizzy nowadays. I could do that when I was a kid. I can't do it now. That's why I don't dance anymore. You're right, I get bro. Dizzy. I fall over. Today is uh, National Wear Your Glasses Day to try to look. Dude, you know what I do notice is I watch all these TV news shows, right? Yep. And you get all these women, and they put on glasses that are not even prescription glasses to try to make themselves look sophisticated and smarter. You know, you're just a misogynist. Dude, call me what you will, bro. Bruh. Bruh. I like my wife. When my wife puts these on. Sexy. Oh, you should go get her. My wife put these on with nothing else on. Sexy. Sexy, bro. Sexy. Yep. Oh, I just, I just subconsciously bit my thumb. Yeah. I didn't plan. Well, that. the whole thumb in your mouth thing is is yeah, borderline yeah. gay. I'm just my saying, bro. Rocky, Rocky, I love your glasses and your style. Do you do that too well? That frightens me just a little bit. So, Scotty, we got some messages yesterday. I got to tell you, it was a pretty interesting show. It uh, sure was. It was a fun show. It's It was one of those things where it was a relief just to be able to laugh a little bit. You know, we were talking about some crazy shit. And um, I was talking with my neighbor this morning because my neighbor watches the program, and he was talking about the, the earthquakes. And, um, uh, you know, the thing about it, it's not fear porn. It's not fear yeah. porn. It's not. It's real. It's what this earth does, right? And um, it's it's not that we're trying to freak people out. We're not trying to scare people. Um, unfortunately, when we face the reality, like when we talk about an EMP in this country and, and the true catastrophic consequences that that could have on this country, that's very real. That can happen 1,000%. Yeah, just like an earthquake, just like a volcano. This is planet Earth. Mother Nature does whatever the hell she wants when she wants to do it. And I believe personally that we need to have these conversations what do you think scotty uh, i think you're absolutely right you know i i like what uh uh michael Crichton said in the introduction to jurassic park there's a big long thing charlton heston read that once on the air uh, many years ago uh that we can destroy the planet such magnificent folly he said <laughs> and uh it goes through this whole diatribe the earth will survive us if we wipe ourselves out, the earth is going to survive and it's going to shrug and not even remember we were right. here. Hey, by the way, Roberts, um, we did receive a voice message today. Oh, yes. Um, from um, um, a listener. So yes. I think it would just be fair because, you know, dude, we, we, we don't judge. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. So let's, should I share this with the listeners? I think you should share that. I think that I should message. share it too, bro. Yeah. All right, Bruh. here we go. Bruh. <laughs> that was like a little delayed, bruh. All right, Bruh. so here we go. This is a message that I received this morning from one of our listeners. You guys guess if you can figure out who this listener is. Here it is, folks. Stand by. Hey, man, I'm on my way to work, and I just wanted to tell you that I'm absolutely exhausted. Yeah, you want to know why? You want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because you guys scared the crap out of me last night. Couldn't sleep. Nope. Nightmares. Tons and tons of nightmares. So I'm going to go to work all tired and exhausted. 
Aww. and um, obsessed with what's going to happen. You know, I know we're all going to die. We're, nobody's getting off this planet alive, right? But I don't need to be reminded of how it's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, thanks, man. Have a great day. Love you, bud. <gasps> oh, hands in the shape of a heart. I have one thing to say, Rocky. We've done our job. We've done our <laughs> job, ladies and gentlemen, right here on Rocky Stucci's Situation Room. Boom. Boom. So that was Audrey. Audrey, you stay in California, you're dead. Yeah, that's right. But Audrey, here's the upside to that. Um, pyroclastic blow, you'll be gone in two seconds and never knew it happened. Dude, I told her that. Okay, so after the show last night, she sends me a message. She's a little stressed. I says, look at it from the bright side, Audrey. It'll be quick. You know what I'm saying? It'll be quick. Fast. You Boom. won't feel anything. You'll be like, oh, my God, I'm dead. Just like that. You know the people who are going to feel it and it's going to be long and prolonged? The ones running away from it. If they're far enough away to start I with. think instinct, though. Now, see, I'm comparable. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie San Andreas with the rock in it. Uh, uh, yes, I did. So that would probably be more like me because, you know, I can fly yeah. helicopters and drive boats. You know, um, I can drive a, you know, a boat over a tsunami. Uh, I don't know okay, if you've seen I, that I can part. hang from a helicopter rudder. Dude, I think a, a machine gun. rudder. I think yeah. that you and I should probably start a gang and start preparations just in case there is San Andreas shit going on. Uh, yeah. We can rent a helicopter. We'll go pick Audrey up. Uh, she's probably in the middle of the ocean somewhere, but uh, yep. you know, we're willing to do what it takes to get and you know out what? of California. If we were the only three left alive, we would have to repropagate the species. Dude, I agree. Yeah, so the, it would be we'd have to do that, and dude. I just uh, had we, like eighteen visuals, and instead of instead of Eve being known as the mother of all creation or all, all oh. humanity, ten thousand years down the line, they'd be going, uh, they'd be talking about Adam and Audrey. <laughs> you know, Audrey would be the mother of all humanity. So that would be some biblical shit, bro. Yeah, huge proportions. Huge. Audrey, have you got your spiritual shit together? Namaste. You're going to become the mother of humanity. Boom! Do it, Boom. and you didn't do it upside down. Oh, There it is. There it is. All right, so what is that? That's a venene, bro. That's the venene. That is a venene. Well, if you're going to propagate the species, you know, it's proper. Dude, it, it is proper. It is. It is. When you really think about it, wait, it is wait, proper. Wait, wait, wait. If we're a post-apocalyptic and we're repropagating the species, how would we get T-shirts imprinted? Oh, we'd have to we'd have to just make them. We'd have to make like you know pigment and mud, draw it on. Well, Scotty, I don't know about you, but you know I probably wouldn't be able to help too much in the expansion of the human population. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, frankly, <laughs> neither would I. But we but can it's pretend. A, it's a good line. Hey, let's repropagate the species. Well, and, and, and fixed, but uh, you don't need to know that. Dude, one of these days I'm going to share. I don't know why there's no kids. I'm going to I'm going to share my story one of these days of the doctor sent my balls on fire. All I can tell you was laying on the table uh, with on my elbows, my elbows up, and I'm looking down. Two docs. They're both in really nice shirts and ties, and he's got his tie tucked into his shirt, and they've got the little lab coats on, so they look like mad evil scientists you know that, that put on the little lab coat and they put on the little rubber gloves and there's one on each side and they're working away on my junk they take my junk they tape it 
to my chest. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they're down there working away. And, uh, I hear this and a little whip of smoke goes up black smoke. And I go, Whoa, what's the smoke from? He goes, Oh, oops. <laughs> he yeah. said to me, I said, oops. He said, I'm just kidding. You're Wait, fine. I mean, they taped you down, bro. <laughs> yeah. They have to lift it up and, and, and flip it up and tape it down. So it doesn't flop in the way. Dude, I don't remember them using tape for me. I'm just saying. Well, they do have a nurse sit on it or something. <laughs> Whoa. What? Did they have a nurse sit on it? Yeah, I know what you said the first time, bro. Nurse, nurse Charlene, would you sit on that, please? <laughs> so it doesn't get in the way. I don't um, remember and- much. I was so traumatized from the experience. And, you know, oh. I, dude, I thought I cleaned myself up pretty good. I thought I trimmed her down pretty good. You know what I'm saying? They still had to shave you. And he I was did the rough. same thing. Dude was like 6'3". I had my wife come in and I said, would you do this for me? And, it, oh, and then the little bick. That sound. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, be careful with those. And uh, dude, that was very brave of you to but, let your wife shave your balls. Oh, she's good at it. Oh, really? But, well, that's a little TMI. Can but, you live uh, stream that for us, Roberts? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but then, of course, they had to send the nurse in to do it. You know, there, there's something about having somebody you've never met before um handling your junk with a razor blade and it, it's like that's why i did it at home but they did it again anyway this is the messed up part so you know when when i was extremely constipated and i shared the story on the show um, yes i got a very young beautiful nurse that had to stick that thing up my butthole right and i made her turn the lights right. down okay all right whatever So I go in to go get snipped, and of course, I get some dude nurse that's like 6'3", that's 320 freaking pounds. At least he had blonde hair, but he was rough, dude. He was rough. You know what I'm saying, bro? Shaving you down? Yeah, man. Well, well, Mr. Rocky Stucci, let's shave down that that little little butt-winker. And dude, oh, he just uh, let me calm you. Let me calm you with my German accent. Oh, turn over. Oh, would you just take your hands and just hold your buttocks like this? Yes, very good. Dude, I was so now, scared. He didn't, he, didn't even, he didn't even give me a reach around when he was done. You know what I'm saying, bro? Oh, dude, dude. Yeah, he was dispassionate. What a punk. Anyways, yeah. um, all right. So here we are, 15 minutes into the show. We're talking about our balls. Uh, you know, to uh, start. I think that's what the show's become. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Rocky and Scotty's Let's Talk About Our Balls you know, show. You know, I, all I think about when we get into these is that new listener that just tuned in for the first yeah, time to yeah. see what we're all about. They gone. <laughs> they gone. And by the way, folks, you know, I'm, I was thinking about this the other day. Anybody who's listening loyally, anybody who watches loyally, I just want to point out that there is nothing normal about you, okay? Because you cannot uh, be normal to this watch this true. program, you got to have a twisted sense of humor. You got to have a touch of yeah. ADHD. Um, you got to have a relaxed view on life. You got to be, I mean, dude, we're spiritual. We, we, we question things. We explore things. We talk about things that go against our beliefs, but we talk about some weird shit on this show, bro. And uh, you know what? Hashtag spirituality talks about boners. 
Dude. Hashtag. Yeah. Type that out, Audrey. Let's see what you got now. Hashtag. Let's see what you got. Audrey's going to die, dude. She is. She's dead. Folks, what you missed was the video that went along with that message. It was cute. Yeah, very cute. Just saying. Just saying. All right, so, let's let's get into some real. You know what all this talk about buttholes does? It makes me want to talk about Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Hold and, on, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Okay, start all over with that. You know what this butthole talk does for me? What's that, it, Scotty? A natural segue to talk about Ocasio Cortez and the Gang of Three. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Every you time know, you say her name, you're going to hear that girl scream. I'm just saying. Oh, that's fantastic! What? What? When I say. Alexandria Casio Cortez. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. Um, you know what? There, there is a serious side to this. Yes, very serious. I don't want to just mock her. I hate having discussions in social media where all anybody ever says about Trump, their substantive argument is, oh, yeah, the orange turd sitting in the mm-hmm. Oval Office. I'm like, well, whatever. If that's the best you got, I got nothing to talk to you about. Right. So I don't want to just mock her. I think that there are good substantive reasons to. um, I I will say this. Let's give Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. There we go. That was delayed. Uh, By the way, though, by the way, you know, Scotty, when what and I appreciate you, this is why I appreciate you. And that's why it's important for you to be here during these conversations, because you know what happens to the meatball when I do shows by myself and I talk about these you things, off. I get in really big trouble, really big yeah. trouble. But well, here's the thing is too. that, you know, we sit here and we watch this behavior, right? We watch her behavior and it just, it, it almost, it, it don't take this wrong because I'm not going to do it. Scotty's not going to do it, but there's been plenty of times where I've come close to lower my standards, to jump into that social media arena, just to start telling people to shut the hell up. Um, I told somebody to shut up last yes, night. Yes, you did. Said, That's all you got. Shut up. Shut up, dude. I had uh, th- there was a friend of mine that was commenting on a post. A guy I know in real life, not just the social media ionosphere, and uh, um, he types in all caps because he's got really bad eyesight. And uh, so he says something, and he says some kind of goofy stuff sometimes. You know, it's okay. I love him. And uh, uh, he was espousing his uh, political beliefs and some people's come in and start criticizing what he has to say because he's typing in all caps. Oh. And he said, he said, dude, I got bad eyesight. I type in all caps. Oh, yeah. Prove it. You know, and, and, and all that stuff. And I said to somebody, he said, don't be an ass. And I said, that's ridiculous. Shut up. Shut up. Shut and, up, uh, camera. Anyway, what I was going to say about Alexandria ocasio cortez <laughs> is that i i admire certain things about her what <laughs> and it's not just her boobs whoa all right okay there all right go. this conversation oh, i'm just... so sexist and racist i'm misogynist what do you admire about her roberts um i think she she looks like some you take all politics political stances out of things I admire the fact that she has come on the scene out of nowhere. She was a nobody bartender, no matter how she got to where she is now and all the stories about that. 
Um, but she has come in and she has made the country focus on her almost every day. Who does that remind you of? Donald Trump. Somebody who came on the scene and made the nation focus on him politically. I can tell you right now, I'll bet you there are a bunch of people out there that wish she would run for president uh, because of her personality and what she has brought to the table by way of strength. She's a strong person. I'll give her that. I'm not applauding her political stances or ideologies. I'm telling you, number two, she knows how to use social media to her advantage. Who else does that remind you of? Trump tweeting. Uh, She does the same thing. And now she puts her foot in her mouth an awful lot. She's kind of dumb about some things. But I admire the fact that she has strength, that she seems to let water off, roll off the duck's back, so to speak. Uh, she, she doesn't get too phased by it. So, so, uh, okay. Okay. All right. So before we get she's any further, too young, she's too young to run for president, by the way. Um, so, so that's not ages. There is a constitutional limitation on age. So when I'm, when I'm watching what's playing out, okay. I respect what you're saying. Oh, yeah. right, I do. I respect what you're saying. I don't know how much I agree with it, but I respect what you're that's, saying. That's just one facet. That's just yep. one facet. Of so, it. you know, when you're when you talk about how she's able to garner the attention that she has and using yep. Twitter and, and coming out of nowhere and being this little baby freak that we all watch every single day. And I'm so freaking sick and tired of seeing her face on social media. Oh, yeah. Well, just see, saying, that's because we don't like her politics well, or ideologies. That's why people don't want to see Trump. Because they hate him. They've elevated the hate of Donald Trump, the DMT. Is that it? DMT? Trump derangement. T-T-D-S. T-D-S. Trump derangement syndrome. They've elevated that so high that they don't want to even listen to what he has to say anymore. Well, okay. All right. So I got Ocasio derangement syndrome, I guess. Maybe. Um, So here's the thing, though, is that when you look at how, because you kind of, you touched on it, how she became into office. You know, you think about this being manipulated uh, in order for her to be the hit squad for the Democratic yep. Party because she has a big freaking mouth. Uh, you yep. can probably stick eight apples in her mouth at the same time, and she won't even choke. <laughs> um, <laughs> eight of her eyeballs in her mouth right. at the same time. <laughs> uh, you know, and then, and, and then you look at how the Democratic Party strategically gathered the four horsewomen of the Democratic Party Uh, and they're all ethnic. They're either South American, they're Islamic. So you can't criticize them. So you can't criticize them. And this is their last ditch effort in trying to impeach Trump before the 2020 campaign or to try to decharacterize him before he runs again for president uh, of the United States in 2020 by playing the stupid ass race card again. Absolutely. You know, they've they it's almost like they've run out of material and they have to keep rehashing old criticism. (gasps) Now they got something new. Trump is a racist. He's telling them to go back where they came from. And uh, and and to me, it's a big. So what? That's like uh, that's tantamount to the criticism we gave Obama for saying you you're you're ignorant. You cling to your guns and your Bibles. Uh, He brandished in one brandish, one swath. uh, uh, He disregarded 50% of America. Dude, I remember when he said that we were doing the sit room with John. Yeah. And uh, we made the comparison against radical Islam because radical Islam literally kills even their own people. 
in the name of their Bible, most of the time using a gun or an IED. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So yep. we smashed Obama's face on that conversation. We I did. Remember that oh, I got I got to bring this up because it, it segues perfectly. I want to get back to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> I got to say it's slow. So you get the cue. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, there was the, you know, the U S soccer star. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, I, I can't even, even care. remember. Her I know name. who you're talking. I know what, I know his name. I know who you're talking about. No, no it's the girl. It's, I know it's, it's a girl, bro. Come on. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I, I know his you. name. Got it. Uh, but, uh, there was this U S soccer star <laughs> accused of displacement. When she inexplicably lashes out at a snubbed Christian player. Oh, uh, only after the a week after the members of the U.S. women's soccer team embarrassed themselves by behaving like obnoxious brats during a New York City parade. Wow, there's no uh, you can see the, the slant of this article um, in their honor. Uh, the team returned to the spotlight again by bashing fellow women's soccer player Jeline Hinkle over her religious or her religion, despite claims otherwise. Two years ago, Hinkle turned down an offer to play for the U.S. women's team because of a requirement that year that players don a political jersey in support of homosexuality. Now, Hinkle says, I just felt so con convicted in my spirit that it wasn't my job to wear this jersey. I disagree. Whatever. you yeah, know. That's her, but that's her belief. I'm essentially giving up the one dream little girls dream about their entire life and that I'm saying, no, no. It was very disappointing. And she revealed this in an interview a year later, last year. Now, the interviewer uh, returned to the forefront of the public's uh, conscious this week um, uh, when someone began wondering why she hadn't been considered for this year's roster, given as she's reportedly considered to be top left back in uh, top left back. Okay, there you go. I don't know soccer uh, in the National Women's Soccer League. According to reports, she was allegedly snubbed last year as well. Uh, U.S. head coach Jill Ellis brought Hinkle into camp ahead of the 2018 Tournament of Nations in July. After three days of training, Ellis turned the 25-player roster down to the mandated 23. Hinkle was one of the two cuts and hasn't been back with the team since. According to reports, after commentators began opening this week about the 2018 snub, Ellis issued a statement claiming Hinkle's remover, removal had been solely based on soccer. Uh, religious conservatives appeared not to believe this, including, oh boy, Obianuju, Obianuju Ekukoka, a Catholic author and conservative activist with a history of calling out left-wing BS. Uh, in a tweet posted Sunday, she suggested that both the team's requirements in 2017 that Hinkle wear a pro-homosexual jersey and the team's alleged snub of her in 2018 proves that the U.S. women's soccer team is not very welcoming place for Christians. Oh, and blah, blah, blah. And it goes on and on. There's well, there's not a whole lot more. But uh, uh, responding to this tweet on Monday, U.S. women's soccer team member Ashlyn Harris, a lesbian. Uh, like many of others on the team, uh, chose to bash Hinkle, not Ekoka, Ekioka, who was the one who posted this tweet by labeling her homophobic. Oh. Hinkle, our team is about inclusion, she wrote. Your religion was never the problem. The problem is your intolerance 
you're a homophobic and you don't belong in a sport that aims to unite and bring people together you would never fit into our pack or what this team stands for. Okay. And blah, 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 and on it goes. I think I heard music. Yes, you yeah, we got bottom uh, of the hour. Ten seconds. We will pick this conversation up when we come back, and we will talk about the four horse women or the four horse faces, whatever you want to call them, right here, the Situation Room. Scotty Roberts, the big freaking cannoli, and the godfather of talk radio, Rocky Stucci, right here. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. Stand by. You know, Cannoli, I don't remember anything we just talked about during the break, my brother. I don't either. All I want to do is wrap up what I was talking about with that article. I don't care. I already shut it down. What? Uh, it's just, it, you know, I find that uh, the lesbian soccer team, oh. who wants people to respect them for who they are, um, uh, they have really nasty things to say about the Christian that feels that she was not allowed on the team because... Of her Christianity and her personal view on homosexuality. So how do you how do you balance how do you balance the hypocrisy and that hatred? Right. So it's a bad thing to be Christian, but it's a cool thing to be a radical progressive lesbian. Right. Is that am I understanding well, this right? That's it. That's it. That's that's it exactly. You know, it's a Makes it's sense. a bad thing to uh, tell the gang of four uh, in New York that they can go back where they came from. Uh, uh, but it's, uh, it's an okay thing to, uh, one of those Presley said something in a press conference about, uh, if you're of color and you don't support us, we don't want you brown people. Uh, did he say it like that? She did. No, 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 no. Did Trump say we don't want you brown people? No, he didn't say anything like that. And Trump, by the way, I think it's worth making a point that, uh, uh, if he's racist for coming down on these for chicks the way he did uh what is he for coming down on paul ryan the way he did just a few days ago what did paul ryan uh, do oh uh, he called paul ryan a big a big weakling and a and a, and a coward and oh. like oh. that for his stance because paul ryan said something in a book that came out to it and said something to an author that came out in a book uh that was very anti-trump and very anti-trump's policies and see and, scotty uh, can i say this is this is one of my even though there's there's parts of me that you know, Jesus, I don't know. This is the part about Trump that really pisses me off. Who cares if somebody wrote a book and said bullshit yeah. about you know what I'm just saying? So here's yep. the, the entire country gets wrapped up in this seventh grade bullshit. You know, we got all these serious issues going on right now, and all we're talking about is what Paul Ryan said in the book, what the four horse faces are are saying and about impeachment. We're talking about Area 51. I mean, all these stupid-ass things going on around the world. Yep. And we're, we're focusing on the wrong things all the time. And, and this is the part about Trump that pisses me off is that... Me too. Run the goddamn country. God, I said the GD word. I can't say that. Oh, dude. Oh, what's the timestamp? Lightning bolt from Ron Phillips coming. But you get my point. I do. That's, that's the part. Because then what happens... Is that you and I come on the radio? We got five million other radio shows going on around the country, regurgitating yep. the same bullshit every single day, 
sitting here trying to defend the stupidity that Trump says every single day. And it's just like, dude, we support you. Shut up. Yeah. You Shut know, up. Run this yeah, country. Yeah. Tell these communist psychopath four horse faces that if they don't like this country, they can leave. Because don't Go. forget, folks, leave. in the state of Minnesota, no more than three years ago, the governor of the state of Minnesota, in regards to Minnesotans getting pissed off about the Somalian population, tells the Minnesotans that if they don't like it, they can leave the state of Minnesota. I did not hear Democrats come forward and and denounce yep. the governor of Minnesota for being racist because he's talking to white people, yep. of course, because, yep. you know, degrading white people is OK, folks. Wasn't there. Didn't Obama say something very similar to that? If you don't like what we're doing for this country, then you and I'd have to go look it up. It uh, could be a manufactured memory, a manufactured crisis in my mind. Yeah, well, so, you know, it says right here, Trump called Ryan a baby. Oh. After the former speaker blasted him in a new book. Uh, President Donald Trump extended his tongue lashing of former speaker Paul Ryan, telling reporters on Friday, the only success Paul Ryan had was the time that he was with me. <laughs> he was a baby, Trump said. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. For him to be going out and opening his mouth is pretty incredible, Trump declared. Trump's comments follow the release of excerpts from a new book by Politico magazine's chief political correspondent, Tim Alberta, in which Ryan said Trump didn't know anything about government and that he wanted to scold him all the time. Uh, we've gotten so numbered by it all, so numbed by it all, Ryan said in the book. Uh, and the book is American Carnage. Uh, not in government but where we live our lives. We have a responsibility to try and rebuild. Don't call a woman a horse face. Don't cheat on your wife. Don't cheat on anything. Be a good person. Set a good example. This is all Paul Ryan. And Trump kicked off his retaliation on Thursday of last week, tweeting that Ryan was a lame duck failure who lost the majority because of poor leadership and bad timing. That's true, pretty much. Um, the president revived the attacks last Friday accusing Ryan of being inept at fundraising, not being aggressive toward Democrats, while Nancy Pelosi has been handed out subpoenas like cookies and losing control of the House. The president then claimed that Ryan was shouted offstage in an event in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, I introduced him and they booed him offstage, the president claimed. 10,000 people, he added. Trump then mentioned that Wisconsin was a state that he had won. Other Republicans coming to Ryan's defense, including Mitt Romney. <laughs> Sorry, I got to laugh. Other Republicans, Mitt Romney, okay. Uh, who ran a failed presidential campaign with Ryan as his vice presidential candidate in 2012. Do you even remember that Ryan was his uh, his sidekick in that election? No. Who's, I voted for Romney back then. Did you? I did. It was Romney. It was Romney up against uh, Obama's second term. So who would I who would I vote for Romney? And so uh, the fault of our 2012 loss is mine alone, said Romney. Speaker Ryan was a tireless campaigner, fundraiser and conservative champion. Man like Paul Ryan does not often come along, said Mitt Romney. So uh, that's the criticism Trump threw at him. And, you know, I got to admit, there are times. I get tired of some of the, the petty stuff from Trump. Well, so no, because but, this is the part that bothers me, Scotty. So, you know, I, I sit here and I read your threads all the time and I read people's reactions all the time. And it, it's so hard to sometimes get mad at them because when, when Trump decides to play these two year old little game, who cares, dude, 
Who, who cares what Paul Ryan said? Who cares what's in his book? He's gone. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. not part of running this country anymore. He's gone. But this is the but, part that we find ourselves, Scotty, constantly defending the stupidity. And that's the part that just, I'm done with that. I will tell you, though, does Trump come out with these comments unprompted? Or do reporters say, have you seen Paul Ryan's book and what he said about you? Uh, I think reporters know how to go. Valid Trump point. Valid point. Valid point. Now, I don't know. Trump may have just tweeted this because he heard about it. Well, so but, we, we uh, constantly are witnessing. So valid point. Okay. All right. All right. So we're constantly witnessing. I'm going to sit back here. What we're witnessing is an entire mainstream media network that is out to get our president to this country. And I think the part that pisses me off when Trump says something stupid is because we're already up against an entire news networks or, you know, multiples that are right. against our president. We are up against an entire political system that is up against our president. We are talking about the corporatocracy that is against our president. We're talking about, you know, leaders at a global scale that are against our president because our president does not support globalism. Um, so on top of the fact that our media, our corporations, and other world dictators are trying to dethrone Donald Trump, I don't like the fact that we get caught up in this propaganda machine where people twist and manipulate his words, and then we find ourselves as conservatives, as libertarians, as Republicans, whatever you label yourself as, we constantly, Scotty, find ourselves trying to bring back the common sense in a situation that has been exaggerated for manipulation and weaponization of that information. Now, I'm looking at this article right here. The agenda of white nationalists. Do you realize how powerful that one little sentence is or that headline is? The yes, agenda I do. of white nationalists. AOC, other congresswomen respond to Trump's attacks. So again, like we started here at the beginning of the episode, you have Talib, you have Presley, you have Cortez, and uh you have uh who is the other one? Um you got um, Tlaib, Presley, Omar, and Cortez. Omar. Yep. So you have a Pakistani who's anti-Israel, who hates Israel, who's pro-Hamas, who's saying that our president is racist. You have a black yep. woman who's extremely progressive, pro-BLM, pro-far-far-left agenda, pro-socialist, who's a black woman who's attacking our president. You have Ila, or you have Omar, who sits here and tries to say that she is more patriotic than American-born citizens, who comes from Somalia, which is a war-torn country, which is a piece of shit location. Trump was right on that. It's a shithole. And then she yep. comes here and tries to tell our country how bad things are, and she's a Muslim. And then you have, of course, Horsemouth, who can never shut her face Who's, who's, what is she, Puerto Rican, she's Cuban, whatever she is, South American. Latino of some Latino. kind, I think. So you have a Pakistani, you have African American, you have a Somalian and a Latino, all going after the president for being racist, but yet they're hypocrites in their own way because two of them are pro-radical Islam, pro-Sharia, pro-Palestine, pro-all this other anti-American crap. But we say anything because of the color of their skin or their religious beliefs, we are going to be attacked as racist and whatever kind of well, phobe they want to call us. And Scotty, listen to this. 
the weaponization of this is absolutely brilliant. Oh, absolutely. This is why I was talking about what, what I respect about Cortez is what she does, how she does things. I'm not talking about ideology, how she does what she does. But is it her? Same That's thing. the question. Is it Cortez or are there people behind the scenes telling her and scripting her on all this? I think I think she's being prompted from behind the scenes, but you've got to have a certain personality to mm -hmm. be able to pull that off. That's why she went through the whole um, application process to get where she's at. That's right. She's young. She's good looking. She knows how to talk. She doesn't know much. Uh, I think she's learning. She could definitely educate herself. But uh, I do believe that this is all um, strategy. Mm -hmm. Everything is political strategy. Yep. I believe the political strategy in placing these people at the forefront, maybe it took some of them by surprise on the left, but some of, I think the strategy behind it is if you criticize them, you're immediately a bigot or a racist because of the color of your their skin or their gender. You can't, oh, oh, she's a powerful woman and Trump is uh, intimidated by that, so he has to take him down. And that's not his reason for taking him down. Uh, if they um, uh, were not espousing doctrine or political ideology that he found absolutely stupid and, and, and uh, not uh, in the best interest of our country, he probably wouldn't say anything about them other than praising them. Of course, he's going to praise them uh, or I'm sorry, degrade them if they don't think the way he thinks on political ideology and on legislation. Any president does that. Uh, it's like, look, I'm trying to win you over to my side, but if you're not going to be, I'm going to walk over you. And uh, what president doesn't? And so uh, uh, this has been going on for a very long time in huh. politics. Omar says that uh, uh, this is a piv pivotal moment in our country with Trump openly violating the oath he took. Didn't Omar violate immigration uh, laws by marrying her brother just to become an American citizen? That That's an accusation. I had to look that up because I was talking with somebody about that just last night. Yeah. And there is the problem with that accusation is they're still investigating it oh. because they can't prove the guy was her brother. What? They can't prove they can't prove it. There was something like that in the article that I read. It was in the Star and Tribune, Minneapolis paper. Do a freaking DNA test and shut up. Well, they can't involuntarily take that. Well, you know what? They want Trump to voluntarily give up his freaking tax papers. Then why don't she to shut people up? Go do the DNA test to prove that that's not her freaking brother. That's it. That's right. That's right. Uh, what but a hypocritical she, will, she refuses to cooperate in any of, of that because she said she does. her explanation is, I don't want to give it life. Oh, is that what it is? And so that's exactly what she says. And so there's all this stuff. Now, her tax fraud, uh, she hired an attorney and she repaired it. That's fine. Okay. Uh, what would happen to you and I if we committed tax fraud and the IRS points that out to us? Um, I suppose we're given opportunities to fix it, but do you get taken to court because you committed fraud, even though you gave the money back? Uh, many times we see a lot of people still get in trouble. So moving on from that, because it's subjective argument. Um, I see that these people have done their own little bits of problem. Uh, the anti-Semitism. uh, what did Nancy Pelosi do as a result of the anti-Semitism from two of those gang of four? Uh, they got chided. 
she had to say something in public. Um, and I frankly think that uh, uh, Pelosi doesn't like them either. She doesn't like the direction they're taking the party, which is away from the old folks and uh, to all the new young heads full of mush thinkers that Dude, think we ought to just rip up the Constitution and start all over again with a new form of government. These four women um, make Nancy Pelosi actually look good. They do. But what did Nancy Pelosi do when Trump came out and criticized him? She had to jump on that bandwagon and say that Trump is being a racist. Oh, yeah. uh, she had to jump on them. She had to defend them. So here's what I think Trump did in the statement he made. And people don't realize it because they're so stuck on calling him the orange turd that sits in the Oval Office uh, that they don't think and try to find anything substantive. What Trump did, he made them circle the wagons around those four. Most Americans don't want that kind of ideology. Even on the left, people don't want socialism for the most part. People are against it. They see these four as, ah, they're in our party, we'll support them, but they probably wouldn't vote for them, uh, most people. Uh, and then you got Pelosi saying the same kind of stuff. She doesn't want them in charge of the party. But when Trump comes out, they find all of a sudden, oh, here's a new thing we can label as racist mm -hmm. as going into now the 2020 election cycle. Now we can camp on this. Dude, listen to Trump this. Listen to this. Yep. yep. C CNN and MSNBC have said the word racist more than 630 times since Sunday. I believe it. I mean, talk about programming the subconscious mind, bro. Talk about social yep. freaking engineering. Was it you that said, who did I just hear saying the other day? It was somebody on a personal level. That was saying, it's interesting. You go back uh, 30, 40 years to like Walter Cronkite doing mm -hmm. the news. Mm -hmm. And he would say, today, the president said this and this about uh, four uh, new senators, women of color, and they declared him racist. In Boston, we had a bombing this afternoon. You know, in uh, Florida, there was a hurricane. On to the next point. Uh, they don't, he didn't opine so much. Now you've got the news media seize themselves as the protector of the people and they have to get up and they have to espouse their doctrine. They don't just report the news as we all know, this is old news to say this. So of course they're going to say it 638 times over the weekend. Oh, okay. Oh, Hey, hmm. I was going to do a cricket sound. No, that's right. And it says here the count, which doesn't include on-screen graphics, commonly known as right. you know, whatever, comes two days after the President Trump is uh, in on Sunday tweets said four Democratic Congressmen. Okay, blah, 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 whatever. We just went over that. So think about that. Think about the amount of times they say racist and then all the on-air graphics. Yep. Um, so this is the part, and, and Scotty, since we started doing this show, this the sit room, this one with you and I, Yes. I think one of the things that we, if we'd go back and do a study on all the content that we've talked about, one of the things that we talked about the most is help trying to help people see beyond the matrix of confusion, right? Sticking their right. fingers in the dikes of humanity, right? Yep. And um, one of the things we try to get people to do is to question every bit of information that comes across our news feeds on Twitter, on Facebook, and all these other platforms as understanding that everything we witness, no matter if it's left-leaning or right-leaning, it's propaganda-packed. 
And, um, and it goes even beyond that. It goes into programming our minds and our thoughts and our subconscious. And when you have a news agency or two news agencies like CNN and MSNBC using the word racist, referring to our president 636 times, there are people out there because they've heard it enough without even researching or looking further into the comment or the content behind the content, they automatically now believe that Trump is a racist because they have just been programmed. Uh, been programmed. Sticking our fingers in the hole of the dike of humanity. In the hole. So what we used to say. The hole. <laughs> the hole of the, of the dike. dike of humanity. Of humanity. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez, by the way, was asked to condemn just on the 15th. Uh, what is today? Uh, today's the 16th bro. before midnight it was the 16th it's the 16th after midnight still. it's the 17th yeah or is today the 15th no i get so confused Jesus. i'm moving to australia so i can be in next week hell yeah it's next week right now so on july 15th which i think was yesterday unless you're after midnight on the east coast which was two days ago technically uh she was asked to condemn antifa terror attacks on the ice facility and her surprising response, no comment. Um, she was she had very little to say on Monday when asked to condemn the domestic terror attack on Immigration and Customs Enforcement Detention Facility by an Antifa activist. And the video was captured by the Rebel News Online and posted to its Twitter account. Will you condemn Antifa for the attack in Washington? The reporter asked the freshman congresswoman as she walked with her aides. We'll be making a statement. Ocasio-Cortez responded as she continued to walk away. Uh, it's easy to, con to condemn a terror attack, the reporter has said. And the video continues with the reporter asking numerous times for Ocasio-Cortez to condemn the violence, but she's silent and ignores the question. Will you be continue condemning Antifa, he asked again. They firebombed an American facility. Yeah, Will man. you condemn them? The reporter noted that Ocasio-Cortez had referenced to ref, referred to the ICE detention facilities as concentration camps, yep. which many in her own party found to be a reprehensible comparison. So the Tacoma, Washington police shot and killed an Antifa activist who was throwing incendiary devices on Saturday at the ICE detention center in Tacoma. Um, he was Wilhelm von Sprunson, 69 oh. years old, was identified as the assailant. And the police found that he'd been carrying a rifle in addition to the incendiary devices. And Ocasio-Cortez refuses to condemn the Antifa action. So, so, so they didn't even condemn the action of violence, is what you're saying? Nope. nope. Now, I also understand that Tlaib was also asked the same question, and so was the, um, the other lady, the black lady. Uh, uh, Presley. Name. Yeah, Presley. They were all asked that if they condemn Antifa, and not one of them said no. Now, what kind of message, Scotty, subconsciously or consciously, is that sending groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter when they're not being condemned, but they sit here, these people that won't condemn them will condemn anybody who's not them? That's exactly it. The message they're sending is... Uh... Uh, we can have a double standard, but uh, we don't want you to notice that. So I want to point this out. We sit here and we're having this conversation. And we're talking about this. Um, there's grievances I have with Trump in this whole situation. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
But those are just grievances. Those grievances are no different than the grievances I had a year ago. I, it's just a behavioral thing. I got a problem with that. But I got a huge problem with this weaponization of information. And, and again, Scotty, God, I've talked about this so many times. It's it's all over, dude. It's this this weaponizing of, of words. And these our politicians are doing it. Our mainstream. Why does not the mainstream media come out and say, listen, this is what he said, whether we agree with it or not. This is what we believe is the actual content. We do not believe it was a racist statement. No, no, they're not doing that. They're not breaking it down in a common sense format. What they're doing is they're jumping on board with the Democratic Party and throwing out the whole racist thing. They're, it, it's a programming thing. Why the hell? I don't know. You know what, Scotty? It's sometimes yep. you know, I just want to throw in the towel. I just got I just because I it don't matter what we say. We're going to do this. We do this show. Uh, I'll get messages from people telling me how much of a radical right-wing tinfoil hat redneck that I am because I believe and I, I support the president. Um, they tell me I'm a racist or an Islamophobe. I'll get the typical messages from those few little psychopathic little freaks that roam the streets. And all we're trying to do is say, listen, believe in whatever you want to believe in. Vote for whoever you want to vote in. Be a Democrat. Be a liberal. Be a progressive. Be a, But do it with common freaking sense. Do it with yep. rational freaking thinking. That's all we're trying to bring to the table here. Yes. And I, I want to continue on this just for a minute. Uh, you know, uh, Ilhana Omar, she refused to condemn Al-Qaeda. Um, she wouldn't condemn them. Uh, I got this thing about Presley. I was just looking for what she said in that public speech. But uh, Ocasio-Cortez defends Presley's racist attack on Conway as righteous fire. Because Presley, she referred to um, uh, Kellyanne Conway. Uh, is way over her head defending caging children and families in conditions that have killed almost 30 people on her watch. She may play games with people's lives, but we don't. This is uh, that was Ocasio Cortez. But the uh, Presley said uh, right here, trust me when I say you don't want to get caught. Oh, now this is still Cortez. Trust me when I say you don't want to get caught in and uh, Ayanna Presley's righteous fire. Kellyanne Conway is way over her head, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, should Presley resign comes the question because um, um, what did she say here? There were two different things. You know what Presley just said? And I I just literally, while you're talking, I just got a message from Pete. Yeah. Um, Presley just said, we don't need any more black faces that don't want to be a black voice. So who's using the race card there? Uh, Presley. So so (laughs) if you're black... But yet you're conservative. That means your voice is invalid, and this black woman don't want you. That's but right. But if you're black and you support her cause, then they have room for you. Tell me that's not racism. It's, then, I won't tell you that. All right. But uh, uh, what I'm referring to here is, One is minute, at Scotty. another time, uh, she referred to Kellyanne Conway as uh, uh, she used two terms that are racist terms for white women. Uh, one of them was calling her Becky. Uh, she called her distraction Becky. Um, and uh, there was another time, and I'm looking for the other thing she said. There was another phrase where she uh, she she used, and I'm not seeing it here. It's just scrolling by my eyes, and I'm not finding it. Uh, but uh, there were two phrases she used that are, indeed, 
um, racial, racial slurs. And she's not called on those because people aren't so familiar with them. They're newer racial slurs against whites. So there you go. You got the gang of four uh, uh, decrying racism, but they're racist and bigoted all themselves. They can shut the flock up. They sure can. Oh, I wanted to swear so bad, bro. I know. Oh, I didn't Shit. let you have the. Face. Okay, so tomorrow we're running out of time here. We got about a minute left total. Uh, tomorrow we are going to have a special guest on John Penman from Penman Hats. Yes. Uh, retired firefighter. Uh, been through a lot. It, it's going to be more of a, like an inspirational show on beliefs and believing in something enough. And so tomorrow is going to be John Penman from Penman Hats. And I'm looking forward to the conversation with them, Scotty. Absolutely. Me too. And that will be uh, tomorrow night which is Wednesday night for a lot of you and you're thinking, but it's actually Thursday morning. So it's our Thursday show. And you've been doing now your new reading. Give everybody the, yes. the 20 second update. 20 second update. I'm reading uh, the, the rollicking adventures of Tam O'Hare, which is a book I wrote and illustrated uh, 10 years ago. Well, more than that. I republished it uh, uh, two years ago in color and it's just a fun story. So we're, we're reading that as uh, bedtime stories on my show. Uh, every night youtube channel mr scotty roberts get your asses there ladies and gentlemen streamingtalkradio.com mojo50.com scotty roberts i love the hell out of you brother love you brother so folks we're just trying to bring common sense to the conversation if you can't have common sense don't be here all right you know what i'm saying i love the hell out of each and every single one of you remember rule number one don't take shit from nobody love the hell out of you guys good night everybody